Fox Valley Voice. Hi, this is Paul Lencioni from Blue Goose Market in St. Charles, and you are listening to the Fox Valley Voice. Thank you, Paul. We will be chatting with him in just a minute. My name is Jaime Gutierrez, and you are listening to the Fox Valley Voice. Uh, before we get to my conversation with Paul Lencioni, um, and not to make this episode about me, but um, I, I feel like I do need to explain a little bit about what's going on with this episode. Um, this, the sad fact of the matter is that I recorded this conversation with Paul in April of 2018. So um, that is well over a year ago. And, um, you know, like, uh, like many people, I have... I have a lot of stuff going on, um, you know, everyday, regular life, work and family and all that kind of stuff. So, um, the episodes of my podcast, Fox Valley Voice have been very few and far between. And, um, I have, uh, let a very heavy sense of inertia kind of keep me from getting back uh, to doing more episodes. All of that changed uh, last week when I saw in the newspaper and then on uh, social media reports that um, Paul has indicated that Blue Goose Market in St. Charles is uh, is in trouble and they need help from the community. And uh, um that's when I knew that I had to hurry up and put this together and get it out in support of Paul and Blue Goose. So, um, my conversation with Paul Lencioni, recorded in April of 2018, but very relevant right now. So, uh, give a listen. We started off by talking so about so soccer. still playing soccer. Because that and, is how... That's Paul and I first met. met. Yep, right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Maybe uh, 10, 12 years ago. It's, it was a long time ago. Yeah. And after a few minutes of talking about the yeah. real football, uh, indoor, so we right. yep. began our I conversation in earnest. You started out in St. Charles yourself. You grew up there. Mm-hmm. And you said you moved to Batavia. Yeah, I, I moved to Batavia and lived there for the two years that I went to school. And then really quickly after graduating from Batavia High School, BHS 93, baby, um, I took off. Uh, I just wanted to see the world. I just, you know, at 18, you got so much to figure out. And uh, I wanted to get busy. So I went and uh, lived for a, an extended summer with... Um, my aunt and uncle and my two cousins, I've got two twin cousins who are a little younger than me, who are brothers and they're, you know, uh, they're amazing. So stayed with them. They were just getting into high school at that point and they're like little brothers. Um, and where was that? Uh, it is in San Ramon, California. Ooh. So I don't know where that is. Uh, it is Bay area. So it's, okay. it's, uh, yeah. So go straight West from the San Francisco Bay and then, uh, moved to Vail, Colorado and worked, a, uh, a winter. So, you know, get up early, um, serve host in a, a breakfast cafe and then go and ski and snowboard for the rest of the day. 
And that was amazing experience. Um, that was what really, it was kind of, um, what ignited my fire to see what I could do, you know, just really like get, getting, you know, getting your, like your, your bearings, right. Taking a look at, you know, what is it, what is it going to take? What do you want to do? Cause you get it, you're in high school and everybody's telling you what to do and yeah. telling you how to think. And especially growing up in, in St. Charles where, um, like the blue goose, the brand, the, the whole thing, it's, it's, it's everywhere. And you're really like, um, you know, it, it cuts both ways where you need some space to make some of your own decisions and say, what do I want? You know, what is, you know, what's it like, you know, when everybody doesn't know who you are? Cause that's one of the things that comes yeah. with the blue goose. It's, it's a, yeah. it's a funny thing that I, I talk about because it's such a, uh, it's an important establishment. It's an important concept in St. Charles that, um, it's a linchpin of the community is what it is. It is. It is a, a lot. That's a great, there's, there's, it's, it, it serves so many different functions, um, in St. Charles. And that's one of the things in coming back as the fourth generation to, you know, own and run the Blue Goose is, um, helping people understand, yeah, the brand is, you know, it's, uh, you know, people say, well, high, co- high quality, you know, upscale. I hate that. I hate that so much. It's, <laughs> it's great food, but, um, I have a different take on that. And, you know, I'm the fourth person to run the store and the concept is the same. It's great food, but how does it look? Kind of, how does it smell? It's kind of funny. I've got, I've got this idea, this business idea that I developed. Um, I started my career. So after doing all that, went to school in Colorado for a couple of years, then came back and got my accounting degree at NIU as I kind of, you know, I started to really embrace my family's traditions. I was like, you know, it's very cool to put your effort out there and work in a community that you're so connected with. You know, that idea, because um, I've always had this really hearty kind of zest for life. You know, I, I, at no point did I ever just want to find my spot where I fit and just, you know, fit in and do that thing. I wanted to make a difference. I wanted to, you know, I wanted to do as much as possible to help uh help improve people connect with my neighbors and just be a part of something bigger than me so mm-hmm. um got out of school got uh, i'm an accountant my degrees in accounting uh started working at at arthur anderson um and i was actually there when it when it uh no <laughs> stopped doing accounting yeah um, yeah that was kind of a unfortunate uh, it was it was insane from the inside it was insane it's the was largest that part of the enron implosion or was that something else what um no it was it was anderson? absolutely it was enron but there yeah. were you know inside story it's it's boring accounting stuff but um the business world has been changing you know computers information technology the way that people connect it all changes everything and an audit because i was auditing uh is um it's a, it's a funny beast. And they were trying to figure out, you know, you, you literally used to do an audit and look for eraser marks, you know, and you didn't with, with multinational corporations, you couldn't send, um, business information back and forth between units as easily as you can now. And so it's so big and it's so possible to do complicated things that, you know, that was right in that period where the world is trying to figure out, okay, how do I do a competent audit? And it's still a pretty good question, but I don't, I don't want to talk about audit um, <laughs> other than the fact that it was really, really good business experience. Mm-hmm. And uh, what happens when you're a first year, um, you get sent to do all of the physical inventory counts. Yeah. So the- they, they ship you around like on, on uh, um, the 30th and the 31st of December all over the country. So I got sent by, um, 
I'm, I'm trying to remember. It was, it was somebody out of the New York office, I think it was. Um, really cool. Uh, I don't remember her name or anything else, but, you know, so I'm in Chicago and I get farmed down there to uh, El Paso and I go and I'm counting um, nuts and bolts in this in this big reseller of nuts and bolts and, and connective parts. It's crazy. So I'm counting around and it's not exactly perfect, but it's not exactly bad. And I'm trying to figure out what to do about some of the inconsistencies. And I, I, I get on the phone with the senior running it and I'm like, this is, this is that. Should I skip my flight and expand the count? And she says to me, how does it smell? And I like as an accountant, that blows your mind. You know, debits on the left, credits on the right. It's all a science. And she asked me, how does it smell? And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, stop it. How does it smell? It's like, it smells good. They're good guys. Nothing's wrong. She's like, get on the plane. But that's an idea that I've kept with me forever because, you know, that that's that's kind of my concept. Like a gut feel um, or is it? Yeah. No. Yes. Uh, It's. It's just that that human connection kind of idea. Are these people screwing things up? You're like, no, they're not perfect, but they're good guys and they're hustling and these parts are tiny and we're counting $50 million of inventory. They're good guys and it's fine. I'm sure that there's a couple here's and there's, but it's the idea of... You know, that 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 intangible quantity. Yeah. We like to pretend that everything is black and white. Black and white, quantifiable. But the truth is, is you gotta be able to look underneath that. What are you doing? Why are you doing it? Because if you're doing things for the right reasons, you're gonna end up in decent spots. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It never smells bad. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. I love that concept. That's that's pretty it's it's probably the best way to to, to um, kind of define the mode of how I think about business because mm. being an accountant, you know, I've, I, you know, um, I've done a lot of really technical things. I stayed in accounting. I actually, I've, I've been, this is my second time back at the Blue Goose. I came back after I thought I was going to go to law school. I was working at a um, huge law firm, Winston and Strawn, and um, I left there to come back the first time. And then I left. Um, family was in an interesting spot and it just didn't make sense for me to stay at the time. Um, so I left and I got back into, and I, instead of going back into the accounting, I stayed in the industry. I'm, you know, just, just really connected with the idea of selling things to people. Um, I like that. Uh, I like, I like the handshake nature of the business. I like, you know, uh, the concept of, of just taking care of people. Um, so I stayed in the industry and promoted and I ended up as actually uh, a, a vice president in sales um, but it's kind of nice. So you've got the incredibly technical side. So, you know, I'm running strategy for about a billion and a half dollars of sales and okay, how is this going to work? How does it work in the logistics chains? How does communication plan work? You know, how do we, you know, what is, how does compensation tie into it? You know, what are the efficiencies of, you know, the SKUs, stack keeping units of technical stuff, you know, and, and putting that together, but past that, you know, teaching people, be hungry, understand what you're doing. You're working with business owners to help their dreams come true, to help them accomplish their goals, understand what their goals are. You know, don't walk in trying to tell them how great you are. Walk in, figure out what makes them so great, and then help them achieve their goals. Mm-hmm. Like, literally fall in love with that person. And until you can really identify with, you know, their just their human concept of trying to do better things for their families, for their customers, and until you can find a way to relate to their struggles, you're going to have a tough time really proving yourself. So, you know, take one side of, you know, how do technically do you meet somebody and sell to them to stop. That's not where it starts. And and that's that how does it smell kind of thing. Yeah. That's why I love what I do because that's such a a, a a big part of it. You know, create create cool things that are good, create just a ton of value, and then 
figure out how to communicate it to people in the right way, figure out, you know, put a little bit more value here. You know what? People aren't really seeing this, but at the end of that, you know, selling on a handshake, selling on trust, selling on, on your name, I guess you can say that family business, but, but that, that concept of like, I, man, eh, you know, we're not upscale. I'm not trying to impress you. I'm trying to bring cool things to your life. Like if you watch me meeting new customers or somebody who's asking about something that I, I just got brought in literally, like I'm, I, I look like the, the, such a kid. People are surprised. They're like, you're the CEO. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm very technical in other parts of my life, but you're like, let me tell you how I got this. Let me tell you what it, you're looking at. Like the, the cheese, I redid the cheese section like two years ago and I did it all myself. And I'm like, you know, trying to explain to, to my staff. I was like, if you don't understand you know, what's cool about this cheese? You've got a, a single pasture, you know, Swiss cheese made with an 800-year-old uh, um, formula of rotating, you know, you know how the rennet is made, you know, how they're uh, washing the rind, you know, how they're aging it. You know, if you don't know any of that, man, this is competing against craft. But if you understand why you get that beautiful softness and that really mellow nuttiness, if you don't get that, then you can't help somebody understand what this is because yes, it's cheese, it's great, you know, you know, meal, but it's also a cultural expression. Uh, you know, it's a it's a trip to another place and a time. It's 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 the ability to help understand a different culture. And at that point, and if you know you've got something that's truly worthy, that's you know that's amazing. And that's I I believe that in our lives we need more of that. You know, we need more purpose. We don't need less purpose. You know, we need to be grounded more. We need to be, you know, we need more things that, you know, create stickiness in our lives so we can stick together. So wow. that's my thing. I'm really hungry for cheese right now. <laughs> <laughs> I should have brought snacks. I always bring snacks. It's all right. Um, man, I hope you're, uh, the folks working in your store have just a tiny fraction of the, of the passion that you have for um, this stuff. I, no, they do. I've got, um, I've got good people. Um, and that, you know, and at some point I'm going to ask you a little bit more about the store, but, um, that is the difference. I think, you know, I mean, I don't think that there are too many stores around here where you're going to get that kind of knowledge and passion about what you're selling. I think most, most places nowadays, it's just like logistics, right? Like how do we get this stuff in? How do we get this stuff out? It's, it's exactly right. It's how do you minimize people? And that's, that's such a travesty. How do you minimize people? And I'm not thinking about how do you maximize people? How do you bring more value? Yeah, cost. I mean, I've got a GM who is world-class guy. This isn't my first rodeo. I, I, I came back knowing some next-level uh, tricks. Um, but it's still, how do you maximize what you get out of these? And yeah, I want to I give you the absolute most for the lowest dollar, but I'm never going to cut, cut the experience. You know, mm. I, I'm not going to tell you that something's great when it's mediocre. You wouldn't, in, in wine, something that I, I'm also incredibly connected to. Um, when we, I, when I was, when I was uh, with the Blue Goose the first time, we'd never had wine before. So somebody's like, somebody's got to figure out. They're like, Paul, you're doing it. And I just read everything and uh, tasted everything. And I, I hadn't really had any experience or connection with wine before that. I'll tell you, wine is another thing that grabs my heart. It's so much fun. But um, there are a lot of like wines that sell really well that we don't sell because they're not worth it. They're, you know, you can find so many small producers that are making killer juice, great stuff at a great price. You're not going to see the brand, you know, you, Oh, there's a brand that people recognize. You're like, it's not, I'm not going to do it. You might mm -hmm. connect with it. It might be easy, but I don't, I think I've got something that I can sell you that's way better. Yeah. You might not know it as well. 
But that's that's kind of that's that's yeah. the difference. It's it it sounds like you're trying to stay away from commodity items. Um, Is I'm, that fair to say? Or? Nah, I wouldn't. I mean, if I find great commodities, I can you know Matt and I will focus on it. We can find a way to buy it right. Um, but uh, I just good stuff. Like I mean, fingerprints on everything. Intention, um, accountability. Uh, it's. I, it, master strokes the best way to think about it i'm trying to put together a work of art which is you know how can i get you the best stuff considering that you know i'm not going over the top like you know trust me ask me i'll go over the top that's a place i'll go but you know shopping is a chore it needs to be it needs to be easy you need to be able to get what you need i got eggs that are you know under a buck ten most days and they're really good eggs um from local co-op uh, you know, but knowing how to go and find these people and source them right, you know, I can, I get a great price on them. A lot of people think you're one store, you can't compete with the big guys. You're like, are you kidding me? Uh, actually as one store, you can get pretty sneaky because, and I, I try and, and it, uh, explain it. It's, it's like negotiating. Like if you're sitting here, you know, arguing with whether your kid, you're going to give them 20 bucks or 25, you're like, here you go. But you pay a lot of attention when you're buying a house. As one store, yeah. I can out can negotiate somebody and they don't get hurt. You cannot get beat by a chain because it will put a big dent in you. Mm. So if you know what you're doing and you know kind of how they're thinking about, you know, the 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 distributors and the manufacturers, how they're thinking about brand share and uh, distribution and um, you know, marketing dollars and all of that. Um, especially with a lot of the people that I met in the industry. So I have, I mean, I don't have one store relationships. I've got large relationships, um, uh, but I can, I can always find a way to get good pricing. Hmm. That's interesting. So something that the average person would perceive as a, a deficit or yeah. this, the fact that you're one store, right? You have actually figured out a way to turn it into a, yeah. a benefit. Right. And it's funny because, I mean, people don't even question it. Like, well, obviously you can't buy with the big guys. You're like, oh, you're, you're, you're not right. Yeah. Because uh, one of, one of the, one of the uh, best conversations that I have with people who smaller producers um, who I can, a lot of times I can help them out, get them connected into good logistics and supply side and make a call for them if they got great product. Um, I'll, I'll let people know. And it's, it's the case. It's like, you can spend promotional dollars in blue goose and you will get so much more out of that thing going to, I'm not going to name anybody the chain. I was like, listen, if you promote in my store, you're going to, you're going to increase your sales over there. If you promote over there, there's a chance you don't even promote over there because nobody's forming buying habits. They're getting, they're getting in and out. They don't expect anything. They don't expect somebody to care about them. They don't expect that somebody's thought about it. So if you really want to gain like mind share in your market it's blue goose because i love these people i'm connected with them and your product really is that good so help me help you make a market you know mm -hmm. let's sell some stuff together mm -hmm. and usually um usually uh, brands are really into that like there there are brands like uh illy coffee there are only two illy coffee um uh, uh coffee bars in the midwest nbc tower and the blue goose Wow. Illy Coffee is amazing. It's like the 15th generation privately held um, killer coffee company in... And where are they at? Italy. Yeah. They're Italian. They invented the espresso machine. 
I mean, these guys literally are coffee. They know what they're doing. Oh, their 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 stuff is so good, and it's it's a killer blend. They actually sent when they started off, they sent a a guy who was top fifty baristas in the world. He came to St. Charles and you know did a coffee demo, and we sat there, and he he taught me how to taste the uh, the uh, Colombian, Guatemalan, and uh, um, Ethiopian. Uh-huh. Um, and it's, it's, it's an after, you know, with, a, with a bit of a wine palette, you're starting to pick up these flavor profiles in the coffee. It was, it was just cool. I mean, it was a great education, but that's because of how we do business and people, uh, they see that we can connect with our passion. They want to be a part of what we're doing. Um, you, you find a lot of people with great brands and great brands come from passion and people, and we're all kind of cut from the same cloth. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's one of the things that makes it really easy to form, you know, partnerships with, with cool people and have access to some of these things that it's just a, you know, a, you're just trying to make it, you know, single store you wouldn't see. Yeah. Um, so what I'm getting from you is that you are really thriving on establishing relationships with both sides, with your customers and with, um, your vendors. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's the entire idea. It's people, you know, it's that it's, yeah. it, it always starts, you know, with people and adding value, you know, adding value, making an argument to add value to, um, distributors. And that's, uh, so when I say we do a good job negotiating, we, it, it isn't that, you know, we we're talking to people who supply and we're getting a great end of the deal and we're, we're putting them in a bad spot. We're offering them value too. And they, they see it and they agree. And so a lot of the value that we offer you know, we can take discounted price because we're adding value in creating brand relationships, connection. So we don't have to, you know, but if, if we just, you know, like placed an order and didn't care, that wouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's all people. It's, and it's, it's people in, in concept and just, yeah, just big life, man, you know, yeah, just do as much cool as you can. All right. So you've already mentioned, uh, the top three, uh, uh, of my favorites, you got cheese, wine, and coffee. Yeah. Um, let me let me back up a little bit and ask you if you were to, if I said, Paul, um, bring over some wine and cheese mm-hmm. uh, on your way here. Um, so give me your selection right now, today. What okay. would be your choice for your top uh, wine and your top cheese at Bogus? Uh, right now, uh, there's a single vineyard clinker brick that is absolutely magnificent. Um, Really graceful yet uh, um, well structured, um, elegant, uh, but really incredibly well balanced. It's it's got everything that you're looking for. That being said, it's uh, I usually think of jam bombs coming out of its old vine Lodi, but uh, Clinker Brick is making a great and um, I wish I could think of the name of the single vineyard. It's a, it's a, a female name, but I would bring you a bottle of the clinker brick. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Um, and there is, a what's cheese. that running? If I can ask, uh, it's 32 bucks, 32. Okay. So, or, um, you know, if we were just, you know, uh, there like tortoise Creek makes a killer 1199 Pinot Noir that is legit and it is light and, you know, pretty, I mean, what are you looking for from a California uh, Pinot Noir, it's going to be lighter. It's going to be more round. It's going to be approachable. It's going to be a lot more berry instead of your Willamette Valley, you know, dried cherries, rustic, beautiful. Oh, I just, why didn't I bring wine? I have screwed up. <laughs> and then on cheese, Next there's time. a, there's a, a, a California dried Jack cheese and, and you don't usually age Jack cheeses, but it's 
beautiful. It's so nutty. The mouthfeel is awesome. Um, it is a little bit more expensive. Um, you know, a, like a sit down and, and carve it up chunk. That's not huge, but it's enough is going to be like seven bucks. Um, or, uh, man, there's a Swiss cheese, like a real Swiss cheese. Most people, you've never tasted Swiss cheese. It's processed, right. but it's called Holy Cow. And it is so beautiful, balanced, nutty, great. It's absolutely amazing. I'm a freak for the stuff. Um, Prairie Breeze makes a killer aged cheddar. Yeah, there's a <laughs> there's. I'm sure you could yeah. go on and on, right? Yeah. Uh, fabulous. All right, so um, go out and get yourself a bottle of wine and some cheese. Oh, but the, today, the when, you, when you're yeah. talking about that, the best thing, and I tell people the best thing in the store, is the ground beef. And people kind of look at me sideways. Mm. They're like, what are you talking about? We cut, first of all, we start with, you know, A plus quality beef. But we cut so much strip filet and ribeye, and we're cutting everything in house, that our trim, like probably 50% of the trim that goes into your ground beef is strip, filet, ribeye, yeah. another 25 that's sirloin, you know, and it's done fresh right there. And it's so good. You, I, people will tell me, they're like, God, you know, I, I, my new grill is amazing. You're like, well, it's the burger. Trust me. I'm, I, I'm not trying to feel bad, but go get a jewel burger. Oh, I said one. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> I meant, uh, El Jahara. <laughs> um, the other guy's burgers and cook it and you'll not like your grill quite so much. Our burgers are so good. It's unbelievable. Okay. When I go to like something where I'm going to demo, like if I, if I got a chip on my shoulder, I will literally bring ground beef and I will, cook it salt pepper and they're like what are you doing ground beef i was like this is the best ground beef you've ever eaten they're like what are you kidding it's just ground beef i'm like okay maybe go ahead and they're like oh my gosh i was like that's right and it's great and i'm not saying you know it's just it's what it's supposed to taste like Mm -hmm. you know when you eat something that's really good or drink a great glass of wine and it's just better than you expected it is purely good it's a very connective emotional experience it, you know we connect all of our you know all of our our holidays or food you know our our connections with friends come over let's grill out you know I, I mean i don't know about you but uh when i met my wife how'd i get her to spend time i was like let me take you to dinner you know it's always food you don't you don't, you don't want to buy bad food. You don't want to, you know, fuel your kids with bad food. Now, I don't think that you should overpay for food, and I don't believe that we are expensive, um, but you got to buy good food. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you're, you're probably where you need to be yeah. as far as price, mm-hmm. but I suppose part of the problem is when people compare, right? Mm-hmm. And they say, well, these guys have it for $2 a pound, mm-hmm. and you guys are four fifty or whatever. And right. You know, that's, that's what they see. Right. And you have to educate, you have to, you have to educate people on why it's different. You know, we're down on the, the Chicago produce market down at um, 55 and Martin Luther King, six days a week, 2 a.m. in the morning. So down there you've got, you know, 20, you know, uh, 20 warehouses right next to a million square feet of brokerage space at Murano. And we're down there walking it, uh, six days a week. So you have maybe... 16 sources of tomatoes and, and each of those places, you know, so you'll have tomatoes coming out of, you know, Mexico, tomatoes coming out of California. You'll, you'll have, you'll have lots from all over the place and you open it up and you cut, you eat and they're not all the same and they're not all, you know, terrific and they're not all a great value. But when you're going and seeing what everybody has, you can grab the best. One of the things that I love to ask people, like, listen, you you, you like strawberries. Everybody likes strawberries, right? Sure. You know when you get into that season when the strawberries aren't sweet? 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Come to the Blue Goose. They're always sweet. Okay. Because somebody's always got sweet strawberries and we won't buy the bad strawberries. Okay. You know, and, and, and how do you do that? Well, because you have to, you have to, you have to have that kind of level of connection with the market. And most people don't. I mean, other, you know, chains for sure, most independents, they just they get on the phone and they're like, listen, I need, you know, a pallet. And, uh, and whatever they get, they talk about price. They haven't tried them. And if they're acceptable, they come in. But we're down there, like, we're picking case by case what we're bringing in the store. Hmm. Um, so big difference. And, you know, like, oh, yeah, the cheap strawberries are out there, but don't buy them. Like, don't. That, those strawberries are bad. Will you forego having a product on hand if it's not, um, you know, if, if it's not up to your quality? Like, okay, so let's yes. continue the, yep. the no, discussion with the strawberries. The, if you don't buy the strawberries, then you are not going to have any strawberries in your store. Is, does that happen? Um, yeah, we we have. It's it's a tough spot when that happens because we are looking for best in the market. And sometimes, you know, um, early peaches can get that way where you're looking for best in the market or you can't get stone free, but they're eating really well. And you make those decisions. How am I best going to take care of my customers? How can I get them the best product? Because if you're going to make a peach pie and you're planning on making a peach pie, I don't want to make your decision for you. Um, but our, uh, what we, what we bring you is going to be a million times better than what you can find, especially, you know, as you're just getting into the season or just getting out of the season. Um, you know, we're not perfect. I'm not going to, I'm not going to try and claim perfect because, you know, yeah, like we'll have the sweetest strawberry in the market, but usually we can find the sweet ones even when it's tough. Um, but we do the best we can, you know, but yeah, but you're right. Like asparagus, that'll happen to asparagus where you're like, there's no good asparagus in the market. Like everything was bad. There's no way that I'm going to sell you any of what I had. Like I, I would be ashamed of myself to let you go home with what other people are putting out there. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, it does happen a hundred percent. But that's how you build trust, I suppose, with your customers. They know for a fact that if they want the best, they go to Blue Goose. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, that's that's exactly it. Cool. Let's back up a little bit. I want to ask you a little bit about growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me one of your earliest memories about realizing what the heck was going on with Blue Goose and your family. <sighs> I had so hard to think of that um because it was just it was just regular um i'd walk into blue goose i didn't know who my family was like i thought they were all my family yeah i I figured i was like i got you know 40 aunts and uncles i have such a big family because everybody was really really nice to me and really cool and you know I'd, i'd go to the blue goose and you know my grandmother would grab a box of um ice cream bars and just open it and give it to me i was like why why do other people pay for that? I don't know how this works. Um, yeah. Did you try pulling that at some other store? <laughs> no, no. What, what other, <laughs> where else am I going? I don't know. <laughs> um, and in the summer, um, you know, it, it was still the, the age where, you know, you, you at about, at about 10 o'clock, you hit your bike and you were back by dinner. So um, for lunch, um, whoever I was hanging out with, we'd always run down to the blue goose and get popsicles and sandwiches and say hi to my dad. Um, so it was, it was cool. It was just, it was a really cool way to grow up. It wasn't until, um, high school where it started, you know, if I didn't turn something in, my dad would come home. I saw your teacher in the store. I was like, uh, yeah, no, that didn't go right. Um, 
So, um, not to pick on you, but, uh-huh. uh, you know, that's just how kids are. Yeah. Like, there's uh this point in your life where all of a sudden there's some resentment building up. Yeah. Um it's just yeah. What well, you want to you want to try and find your own path so yeah. you can make your own decisions. Yeah. And in 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 St. Charles for sure. Um yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of uh there's a lot of good supervision, but uh we moved to Batavia, my parents split up. So that was not super easy. Mm-hmm. Um and that I think is some of the drive behind, like, let me, let me get out. Let me, let me figure out which ends up. Um, that's why we ended up moving Batavia because, you know, it, St. Charles is, you know, uh, it's, uh, it, the Lencioni family is, is, uh, it's a lot of places. And my, my mom is from Texas. And so she was like, listen, we're, we're going to scoot a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we moved to Batavia and that was, that was a tremendous experience. Batavia is an amazing town. Um, love Batavia. I always say that I, you know, I grew up with two, two hometowns. Um, and, uh, so we just finished up there, but that, that was kind of, you know, that, and eh, we all have our spots. Life isn't easy. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, the, the thing is you, you, you run for the things, run from the things that are difficult or you, or you embrace them and you run head on. And I feel like that's what I did. Um, it's like, okay, you know what? Maybe things aren't what they look like. How did this happen? How did that happen? Why is this good? And, uh, you know, um, but it, it really helped me come full circle and fall in love with, um, what we have here because, there is a lot more stickiness here. Um, we're definitely in it together, but with that, it, you know, it, it also people need to lead. People need to do what they can to help bring cool things to people. And I'm, that's not just food. You know, that's that's ideas. You know, convincing because we're 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 tight out here. You have to um, do everything that you can to show your neighbors how much you care. You know, you have to stick up for your neighbors. You have to, you're all in it together. You have to be somebody who can help inspire your neighbors to live bigger. Um, you know, do cool things, show them how much you care. So because we're in it together, you know, you have to have that fire. You have to generate those good feelings. And so I, I, I think as a blue goose, it's, that's another one of my big responsibilities, mm-hmm. you know, which is fun. I mean, I dig people. I was I'm the right guy for the job. I absolutely love people. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I, I spend a lot of time thinking about what's the best way to do that. Yeah. Did you, did you work at the store when you were a kid? Off and on, off and on. Um, it was, eh, that part's really hard. My nephew just went through that. Um, because you don't know, you know, as a, as a kid, there are times when you need to quit your job. You know, I wrestled, uh, I wrestled varsity my sophomore year. Um, and I worked all through my varsity season and I was so burned out by the time the season was over. And then the weather gets really nice and uh, I didn't know how to quit. And my aunt brought me upstairs and said, do you want to be here? I was like, no, I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> and so I was like, just leave. Come back when you want to. You keep dropping jars of spaghetti sauce all over the place. Are you oh, trying to tell us something? No, I'm so distractible. I'm so like, I yes, I'm an accountant, but I have a strong kind of dreamer side to me for sure, yeah. which probably comes through. Yeah, well, you're and a surfer and a snowboarder, right? Yeah, right, right. right. Yeah. Well, not a surfer. I never tried, no. but, uh, you know, definitely a dreamer. Um, I guess that, that, that morphs as you get older into being a little bit of a visionary, but, um, if, uh, if I lose focus, uh, that's a, that's a, that's a thing. And, you know, now at this point in my life, it, it leads me to imagine cool things and great ideas. But at that point, man, it was, just, it was, it was just head in the clouds. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I, I've, I've been in and out and, you know, I'd, I'd always work when I came home from, uh, um, 
going to school. Like I said, the first two years were in Colorado. And I, if I, when I, when I came home from Christmas, I'd, I'd work in the meat department, which is the most fun. Um, and then, uh, at NIU, um, I would come and work summers and, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so I was always in and out. How, how did they handle you kind of floating in and out? Were they cool with it or was there ever any kind of expectation that was placed on you? Well, it's like, it's like family. Um, you know, they're, they're, it's like family. Uh, yeah, sure. There is. And everybody's watching and you're kind of in it together and, you know, um, there's a ton of support and then there's, you know, there's some jealousy here and there. And, uh, um, it's just, it's just interesting. I don't, I don't know how, how else to say it. You got siblings? Uh, yeah, I have, yeah, I have a sister. Okay. And she's, she she's a chef. She is. Uh, she doesn't have a management role, but she helps with, you know, within her, her area of expertise. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's cool. I would say there, that's one of the things that really is, has really, um, taken off and been revitalized in the store is, you know, right now. And it's, it's, so I've been back for five years and, uh, number one thing when I came back, I wanted to, the first thing you have to commit to is culture. You know, you can find a bunch of products, but if, like I said about the cheese, if you don't understand why this is cool, you're missing it. So, um, I, right now we've got a great team and we have, we've always had amazing people. But when I came back, one of the things that was tough is there were a lot of people who had been there for a long time and were at the end of their career. So how do you take all of that? And especially when you've got people who, um, remember a lot of things that worked and they're facing, you know, I, I, there was no email in, in, um, the blues. I had to work so hard to stop the, the little tiny pieces of paper getting passed around. I was like, here's an iPad text information back and forth. Everybody has a phone and to teach people how to use Excel. Um, but there was, there's, there's a lot of things to help people update how they're understanding how, how customers, you know, are like, what do you, what do new customers look like? You know, what are their expectations? Um, you know, because it's such a hometown store and, you know, just making sure that people were higher minded, um, instead of, you know, um, protectionist, uh, like we're going to do some new things and not, not all of them are going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're not feeling a little bit, you're not trying. Um, and having people get really comfortable with the concept of failing forward, you know, um, coming back and driving, um, innovation into, they're like, well, no, this is the way that we do it. I'm like, we're still doing the same things, but in a totally different way. Open your mind a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been really, uh, maybe I'm patting myself on the back some, but I think I've been really successful in helping people, um, really understand, uh, that the blue goose is a growth environment and what that means and how do you cut somebody slack and still hold them really accountable. And, and that idea, of growing together. Um, you know, one of the things, and I don't know, I'm going to take a risk in saying this, but one of my ideas when I have a new manager, um, one of the things to help them get how to manage for me and with me is I ask them, what's in this for you? You know, I was like, don't tell me money. I mean, we all need to eat, but if there's not something personally in it for you, you know, it's going to be really hard to, to really, you know, set goals and really care about achieving them. And probably half of the managers, maybe the third come back, they're like, well, I want to be successful. I go, you know what? That's a horrible goal. Um, Because if your job, if what you want is for your job to make you feel successful, when it's difficult, it'll demotivate you. Hmm. You know, I'll tell, listen, 
the things that I, I care about taking care of the community. I care about helping people reach their goals and reach the next level. You know, this is a place where my, you know, like care, commitment, you know, enjoyment of other people. Like I get a ton of fulfillment out of this by being great at my job. And so even when it's hard, I know it's worth it. Even when I feel like my back is against the wall and I got to figure some things out and, you know, just lock myself in a room and say, okay, I don't know how to do this. What am I going to do? What's step one and figure it out. It's worth it because my goal is worthy. If I just was trying to like, listen, I want to make this supermarket so it can be super awesome and everybody can see, it'll just be obvious, you know, how much success we've earned because we're great. I was like, no, 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 man. Um, that's, that's to me, that's a, it's such a miss. Hmm. I'm not about, you know, helping people, you know, think that I'm awesome or see that I'm awesome. I, I, you know, I'm just, I'm just me doing, doing me stuff. Um, I'm, like I said, I believe don't, don't spend time telling people how awesome you are. Spend time figuring out what's so awesome about them, you know, and, and with that and kind of, I think that that's one of the things that helps me see, see the best in people and help them reach their goals and help, you know, my staff and the people that come, you know, be more, you know, find something to light your fire. We got, you know, you got to, you got to, you got to, you got to find something that makes it happen for you. So don't, don't worry about proving yourself, you know, worry about, you know, doing something worthy, doing something that you can connect with. And, and my staff is really good about that and, you know, passing those lessons on. So it keeps people engaged because they know, I mean, it, it goes along with other lessons, you know, things that I say, you know, what you do matters, you know, poking a high school kid in his chest. What you do matters. You don't have some, you know, small job that you can give to somebody who doesn't matter. I don't have those. <laughs> you know, you, you are here because I trust you and, and people like you and think highly of you, but you need to figure out a way to get this done. Like the entire profit of the bakery department rests on your shoulders. This is incredibly important. What you do matters. That person that's coming in, they have 60 people at their house waiting for something that they promised was going to be super cool. And you're here on that side taking care of them. What you do matters. That person is relying on you. I'm relying on you. And you're up to it. Like, you got it. Don't worry about it. You know, just don't, it's kind of like the, don't look down. You'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. But you those are to, cool lessons to teach people. Yeah, man. I feel like I'm getting a lesson in leadership here today. <laughs> wow. So speaking of uh, trying to foster a growth environment, mm -hmm. uh, you had a, uh, a period of time here over the past year where you were trying to expand uh, Blue Goose. Yes, absolutely. To Batavia. Mm -hmm. What, uh, t tell me a little bit about how how that came along well um austin dempsey uh from bei has been a friend of mine for a long time and we just were spitballing one day and he's like i got a space it probably won't work i go eh, okay he's like it might work i'm like yeah okay he's like what'd you think about it i was like yeah i'll think about anything you know i'm pretty open-minded um and so we just kept working on the concept working on the concept and it became a real thing mm -hmm. um and this was the the space that was vacated by walgreens walgreens absolutely with a couple add-ons and some here's and there's um but it's uh the pa the property is um it's not the easiest property but it's possible needed a little bit of uh of public support with the idea that, you know, if you, if you make an investment like that, I'll invest, you invest, everybody invests. And it, it really, 
you know, lights up the environment, drives traffic downtown, increases, you know, everything from economic activity to community connection, um, and, and just trying to figure out, you know, how to do it the right way. And it just ended up that to meet in the middle, like we could get close to the middle, but, um, the risk profile and doing it the way that we were looking just, just, it just missed. Um, but I, I, I firmly believe I'll have a store in Batavia, just not there, not this way. Um, but, uh, I think Batavia is incredibly lucky. Um, you know, no comment on, on former, uh, leadership in Batavia, but, uh, I got to know Laura Newman, um, the new city administrator very well. And, uh, Batavia is really lucky. That is, uh, that is a sharp individual right there. Um, I, I think very, very highly through, through Laura, um, picking up kind of the, the second side of conversations. Um, she earned my, you know, respect, friendship, admiration. Uh, so I am sure with leadership like that in Batavia, I can find a way. Mm-hmm. Um, but a, a lot of people are also, and there's one thing that comes up all the time. You're like, why don't you just go about, out to Randall Road? Because you you don't you don't need a super supermarket on Randall Road. Yeah, I think they got it covered out there. Yeah, no, right. And there's not really great spaces, and there's a lot of problems. But um, it it makes sense because they're like, well, there's an empty building. You want to be in Batavia? You're like, mm, East Side, West Side, Downtown. When I when I uh, when I look for spots, because we are, and and right now I'm 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 continuing to to talk to other municipalities, other locations, um, because we're definitely in a growth phase. Um, but uh, I want to see a connected community, um, an invested community, because one of the the core competencies of Blue Goose is we feel like we're pretty good, pretty good citizens and people who just want to help and, you know, chuck in and, um, you know, help build communities, connect people. Um, so if your strength is how much you care, you got to be in places where, people also care. So, and that's one of the things that I love about Batavia is it's a great community with really, really good people. Just can't, there's no easy way to do it right now. Yeah. So what, what was the, um, was it the, the lack of parking at that downtown Wilson? No, there was, I I had a, I had a, I had a pretty good solution for that. One of of the things that people don't realize is in in that parking, you know, a third, uh, a third of the the, the automobiles generated are usually employees. So I had talked to Austin. We were looking for some offsite employee stuff, which would have freed a ton of that up. No, it was just the amount of work mm-hmm. that reconfiguring the to site. Transform it. Yeah. Cause it's got a, I mean, it's, it's the spot we needed to add here and there. And I was already going to take a weird shape and the rest of it, but because it's built that way and it's still, mm-hmm. You know, it's just tough to reinvest, you know, and, yeah. and anytime you get into a development situation like that, there's such a partnership between the city and the development because you're hopefully making 50 to 75 year spaces. So you, by that, I also, I sat on the St. Charles Plan Commission for seven years. I was the vice chair for probably four of those. So, um, building and development are, are something that, you know, I dig and I've gotten into, uh, but anytime you talk to a developer, you're like, okay, is this, are you building a 10 year building? You know, is it, is it very narrowly purposed? Um, because at that point, all of a sudden it's not functional. You're going to, you're going to not ever be able to re-rent it as the owner or, you know, find its second use or third use. And then the city's stuck with, you know, a spot that should be producing lifestyle and, you know, property tax and, you know, all of the other things. 
but when you get into the spot where all of a sudden the owner can't, you know, like it's not functional to the owner, it's not functioning in society. And that's kind of what happened is it's just an older building. It's going to need a lot of TLC. So that's just, it's going to need a lot of TLC. Yeah. You know, and so it was just it was just too much of a stretch. The building is 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 dated. It seemed like uh, the logistics were going to be tough to work out as well, as far yeah. as like all the trucks and stuff. Like uh, we could have that 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 could have been. You would have figured that. Oh out. yeah, no, that 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 goes back into the experience. Like I'm pretty creative. I got some things. <laughs> well, all right. Um, let's ask about uh, a, a cool personal thing. You uh, had the opportunity to uh, participate in a parade recently. Yeah. 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 You were the Grand Marshal? Yes. In yes. St. Charles? Well, uh, uh, you know, the Lencioni family in, in Blue Goose. But yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I guess I guess I'm the figurehead there. So. You were the guy. Yeah. Um, waving to the people. Yeah, that was that was cool. It's it's a lot of fun. Um that stuff and, and if, if people who know me, um sometimes they, they don't realize this or I don't actually love attention that much. I don't mind being in front of people. I love stuff like this, mm-hmm. but I'm not a look at me guy. Yeah. You know, I spend a lot of time telling people like, listen, man, I just, I just care. I'm not special. Like I don't need to be special. Nobody needs to think that I'm special, but you know, because of what I do, sometimes stuff comes along. And, uh, the coolest thing about being the grand marshal is some people that I'd worked with at a PTO, uh, um, fundraiser and, uh, I'd gotten to be good friends with, I invited all of them to take their kids on, um, on the float with, with us. So, you know, I had a lot of good friends up there and a lot of employees and that's what makes it fun. Being able to share some experiences that come my way that are a little unique, share them with really good people. That's what I love, mm-hmm. you know, but being the grand marshal, I, I would have been really happy strapping a grill on the back of a flatbed and passing out. I was just really disappointed. At oh yeah, no, that's I love that. Oh, that's so that's so great. So I, you know, when we do that, like I just run to the crowd. I'm like, who's my friend? Where are my friends at? Because you know, you you ha- you have to give them away to your friends. And all of a sudden, I see a lot of friends, and it's it's cool. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I love that stuff. So sometimes just sitting on the float and waving. I don't know if that's, I mean, it's cool and I'm honored. I'm super honored. I, I I sound like such a jerk when I say stuff like that. At any point, let me ask you this. At any point, did you ever have like any kind of flashback to yourself as a kid in St. Charles attending a parade, waving at the people? Man, it's just, I, I would have right? never assumed. It's hard Cause to. Because now that's you. You're the guy. Yeah. Um, did you I'll, look out there when you were on the float seeing any young Paul Lencioni's out there? Yeah, I see a lot of great people when I look out there. Because um, you're 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 the one who's in the position to start uh, inspiring, yeah, the next generation. Yeah, right. I don't know. I like the one-on-one stuff. I'll tell you uh, something even cooler than that that I got a chance to do is uh, um, Lincoln Elementary School uh, asked me to come in, and they had on on uh, Dr. Seuss uh, his birthday. That's like read uh it's national reading day and so i got to go into a classroom and i read so one of my one of my skills one of my little skills my little piccadillo talents i am one of the fastest readers of one fish two fish on earth so i did my crazy speed reading one fish two fish to a bunch of kids and uh that was cool (laughs) that i loved and I got a chance to connect with them because they're like, you know, they're like, hey, this is one of our community leaders. Can you guess? And, um, you know, I, I was like, OK, they're like, what's a clue? I was like, well, where do you love to get donuts from? And I was like, ah, they're all like Dunkin' Donuts. I was like, no, oh my no. gosh, what? Don't 
do that. Don't eat those. Um, uh, but but I got to I got to connect back and forth. <laughs> you turned this into a commercial. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know. For the kids. Man. It's just it's just life, man. It's just so <laughs> much a part of everything that I do. Like there's no separation. Plus, I'm bad with boundaries anyway. Yeah. You know, I mean, literally, I, I, I sleep on my couch at work. But but through doing that, I've seen some of those kids around and they're like, I love that. That was so cool. And, you know, what's your name? Oh, my gosh. I'm glad that you like that. And then you get a chance to be. Because they put you on this pedestal as the owner of the Blue Goose, which to me, I, I just, I'm just doing my thing. But it's really cool with a kid to take yourself off the pedestal. You're like, don't worry about that. You know, like, I'm just a guy and I really appreciate you. And when you can come down to a kid and be like, no, that's cool. I love what you're doing. And they're like, but I'm not doing anything special. I'm like, well, sometimes I, I'm like, well, I'm just doing my thing. I don't, that's just how it goes, buddy. So just keep at it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and those, those are the moments that I get off. Those are the ones that I dig so much. Yeah. You know, I dig, I like the one-on-one, mm. you know? Well, it sounds like, um, your heart's in the right place. And like you said earlier, if it smells good. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure there's plenty of good smells going on at Blue Goose, right? Um, give us a, a, a parting thought. What, uh, what can we expect in, uh, over the next, uh, short period of time here, maybe uh, the next year, anything, yeah. anything you want yep. to tip, tip a hand? Sure. Um, we very quickly before summer will have, um, e-commerce. Uh, so you will be able to get delivery and pickup from the blue goose. Incredibly reasonable. A lot of the, a lot of the, uh, the, um, services that are coming out, it's like the, the shiny thing out there. Um, there's another service that was just bought by Target that rolled out at Meyer, but everything that you buy through those, they're putting a load on it. So not only do you pay for it, but you're also paying higher prices, um, because you're, you're not just, you know, paying for all the structure around one company. Now you're paying for all the structure on two companies. So I don't want to do that. I'm like, we'll, we'll do it ourselves. It's going to be $5 for delivery, you know, $5 to have somebody shop so you can pick it up. Another very cool thing, um, you can you you will be able to order all of your deli meat like 20 minutes ahead of time and just pick it up. So mm-hmm. no more deli lines. That was the first thing that was like, oh, I got to do that. I mean, <laughs> what's worse than waiting in a deli line? Yeah. Um, so that's coming out. That's um, huge. We're taking a look at uh, um, doing a point system with a, a company um, that I, I met at uh, through a friend who who owns the delivery services. One of my best new friends. Uh, he lives in a. Um, upstate New York, but he keeps on showing up. This guy who owns a humongous IT company, he goes around setting stores up, um, named Brian Moyer. Love you, Brian. Um, so he's got, uh, this huge RV that he just like every once in a while, once every four months, he's like, where are you at? I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah, yeah, we're right around here. And then he'll park the RV in my parking lot and we'll hang out for a night and he'll tell me about all the cool stuff and we'll, we'll kibitz and he'll, you know, and we'll just, you know, is just just do some grocery thinking. So he's uh, Brian Moyer and, and Fresh Up Company is the one helping me put together the online. But he introduced me to a guy who the owner and developer of this company he built um, Messenger, Facebook Messenger. Mm. He built that. Okay. And then he uh, um, built the uh, um, the Follow Me software that uh, is. You know, when, when you like look at a soccer website and you should get soccer shoes, you know, that they go into your like feed on the sidebar, he built all of that stuff. And now he built this really cool customer loyalty program. And you're know, like, why, you know, the guy's worth, you know, 
10, 11 figures, but he's still doing it. He's, you know, um, a, actually a really cool, smart guy. It's crazy smart. So we're working on something with those guys. So that'll be a really cool loyalty program. Um, you know, got, uh, um, an executive chef in that's just doing some cool stuff. So, I mean, just, just keep pushing it, you know, more, more good, you know, what's, what's better than good, more good. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, look for, look for uh, delivery and pickup and, uh, and all kinds of new cool stuff from coming from Blue Goose. That's great. Um, I want to thank you very much for, for coming in and chatting. And uh, I am looking forward to some bratwurst and some wine. I screwed up. The, the coolest is, is, thing is, is a, the cookouts are starting. The so cookouts. Our, our Friday and Saturday cookouts from 11 to 2 start Memorial Day or any Friday or Saturday that your your iPhone says it's going to be over 55 and not raining. So the yeah. coolest new thing coming up is the cookouts are starting again. Bratwurst. Have you ever been by the cookouts? Uh, Steak sandwiches, bratwurst, hot dogs. You haven't. I can see it in I your haven't. eyes. I mean, you got to come by some Saturday. I'm going to. It's so much fun. On a, on a day that's just pouring sunshine, sitting out in front of the Blue Goose with all of the, the, the picnic tables out there, just hanging out with the community, having a killer steak sandwich. You got to get the steak sandwich, a little bit of the, the horseradish cream sauce. Mm. Man, it's, it's literally, it's beautiful. It's brilliant. Uh, so uh, that's coming up too. So yeah. All right. You got to be there. I'll be there. So that was it. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Paul Lencioni from Blue Goose Market in St. Charles. Hopefully you could sense the passion and just his feeling of accountability with the community and the people that he's trying to lift up around him uh, at all times. So um, get yourself to Blue Goose. Um, just here this past month, they opened up a new beer and wine bar so you can enjoy a little beverage while you're doing your shopping, uh, get some of that wine and cheese that he was talking about. And, um, yeah, tell many, many friends about Blue Goose. I know that I will do my best to get up there on a semi-regular basis and uh, treat myself to some of their fine quality products and um yeah i know that uh this episode was a long time coming but hopefully by releasing it now uh, we could do some help to promote blue goose and get some more folks in there so go say hi to paul and the rest of the crew at blue goose in downtown st charles and uh keep an eye open hopefully for some more episodes coming from Yours truly, my name's Jaime Gutierrez, and this is the Fox Valley Voice. Fox Valley Voice.